High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. All right. Uh, well, it's uh, 8.17 in Washington, D.C., where Michael Graham is sitting ensconced around his um, cup of Barry's tea. He joins me now because I presume in uh, the home of the brave and the land of the free, uh, rents are capped. Are they, Michael? <sighs> George, George, George. First of all, I just want to point out that it is 15 stinking degrees over here. Absolutely <laughs> freezing, plus the wind. So that's 15 degrees normal temperatures. That's like, what, 22 stone, your temperature, whatever. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little slow. But I will confess that there are places in America that use rent control or rent caps, and they make up the most expensive places to live. The more rent caps you put in place, the harder it is for low-income people to move there. There's this thing, and I know the EU has banned it recently. It's called economics. There's also this other thing called math. And here's how it works. The more you restrict the money people can make on something, the less of their money they invest in it. Because why would you only make a 4% return if you can make a 10, 12, 15% return elsewhere? So they don't build new apartments. And then as more people move in, there aren't new apartments. And then the prices of the existing apartments go up. And then people go, hey, the prices are too high. We need a bigger cap. And this is what happened in New York City where you have rent control since World War II. And of course, it's been an absolute fiasco. San Francisco, same thing, absolute fiasco. Poor, uh, low-income people can't for- afford to live there because rent controls, uh, lock in savings, good deals for the people who can afford them and shaft everyone else. But you're Ireland. You don't care about helping poor people. You care about acting like you're helping poor people. That's much more important to you. Yeah. Um, I find this whole thing extraordinary. Um, The last time this was tried was by a fellow called Knut. um, (laughs) And and he tried to keep the the waves back. And and it seems I just don't understand. Anybody thinks they can actually cap commercial activity. I mean, you know, um, they should cap the price of motor cars. They should cap the price of school fees. They should... Food, food. You absolutely have to have food. So it should simply be, you know, a euro for an order of fish and chips. And you should just mandate that. One euro, that's all you can charge and everyone will eat. And you do that and 30 days later, there'll be nobody selling fish and chips. Everybody know. Look, look, the Soviet Union tried this. North Korea is really good at price controls. Does anybody <laughs> think this works? And so my question to you, George, is the Irish people aren't stupid. The Europeans aren't stupid. Is their theory that they can do this and buy off some votes and business people will just figure out a workaround and they'll somehow make it work? They'll charge like a carpet fee or a window fee or a, you know, oxygen fee or something to make up the money so that all of you good, quote, liberals can screw low-income people who can't find housing but feel better about yourselves? No, I, I think that if you live in a country where that, that believes more than half the population of our uh, Dolairn believes that water should be free. So if you come from a country where water should be free and rubbish removal should be free and everything should actually be sure. free, then it's not too, it's not a big leap to say uh, whilst renting an apartment or a house shouldn't be free, it should actually be kept at 
an uneconomic uh, level. I I just don't. If I thought this would work, I'm for it. If I thought it would work, I'm for it. But but it can't work. These words so small that even the faculty at uh, Trinity can understand me. If a guy has a bunch of money and he's going to try to spend it to make more money and you tell him if you spend it on apartment construction, you won't make any money. He's not going to spend it on apartment construction. If you have a community in the suburbs of Cork where the price of apartments doubles in four years, what is that guy with that sack of money going to do? He's going to say, I'm going to get me in that apartment business. And he's going to build a bunch of apartments to take advantage of the rise in prices until the, that, that stops. And then he'll move on to something no, else. No, but the I thing is, though, that... understand this. My nine-year-old kid can understand this. Are you kidding me? Well, uh, the, the, what they haven't done at all, you see, is that they, there's a very old adage that if something is very scarce, like gold, then it's right. pretty expensive. But if, <laughs> if something like uh, coal is not very uh, scarce, then it's not very expensive and so on. So therefore, if you don't have any houses, which we don't, by any houses, I mean not enough houses, if you don't have enough houses in an apartment and the price of them goes up, the answer to keep the price down is to build more houses and apartments. I mean, why why do governments not get that, do you think? Well, no, no. It's the it's the uh, voters who believe, like you said, that water will just appear uh, in my bathtub, you know, ready to drink and, you know, a, a, a qualified uh, you know, whatever, you know, I, uh, people will just choose to be brain surgeons despite the incredible expense and difficult work just because they love brains. And this will all just work out by magic. And so it's magical thinking. Speaking of magical thinking, George, we were talking uh, not long ago on the show. I mentioned a reference to food allergies. And one of your listeners, I know, yeah. sent in a, who's very upset with me. And he is yet again another victim of food, of, uh, of uh, magical thinking. There's this group of people, they're in my demographic, George, people with kids now who for some twisted reason want their kids to have food allergies. No, but that's wrong, Michael. I mean, the the issue of peanut allergy kills. Like, if your child has a peanut allergy, the child dies. If if you go to my Twitter feed, and my Twitter handle is I am M. Graham, I am Michael Graham, you'll read the article from the Scientific American from last year 50 to 60 percent of all diagnoses of food allergies are false. Other people who do have food allergies, almost nobody has a lethal food allergy. Yes, uh, uh, they, 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 uh, no, there is a thing called, no, Michael, you're wrong. There, uh, it's a big word, it's uh, an, anaphylactic or something, reaction. And we saw a girl die. We saw, when I say we saw her, we know she died. George, and it does happen rarely. In 2012, I want to think it is. I may have the wrong year. We had. Two uh, well, do you want us to scrap the idea of peanut allergies? If your if your child has a peanut allergy, are you going to be the first in the line to say I'm going to feed my child peanut butter sandwiches every day? Are you going to be the first in line? No, you're not, Michael. Don't give me that claptrap. Here's what I'm, here's what I'm going to do, and this is what if you if you really honestly believe that your child has a deathly food allergy allergy, go to your doctor, bring the food, and then have the kid eat the food in front of the doctor. This is according to every 
food allergy expert. This is the right way to do it. If the kid has a reaction, the doctor's right there. They give him the shot thingy and he's fine. And then, you know, oh my gosh, you're, you're unfortunately one of those rare people Right. Who has serious food allergy? The vast majority of people who have food allergies simply have reactions. That's have a different argument. That's a different <laughs> argument. That's not the same argument. That's a different if, argument. If you ask professionals, they will tell you that about one in a million kids has a lethal food allergy. If you ask parents who are raising Generation Snowflake, they you know three uh, three out of every four have. A, oh my gosh! No, no, no. I I I hear you. There are more allergy. There are allergies now uh, that we don't. Even even know the names of. Like, I'm scratching my butt here because I've got some kind of allergy because I'm 75, according to Kira uh -oh. Kelly. Apparently, when you're 75, you scratch more than when you were 25. <laughs> but apart from that, the issue, the problem was you picked the wrong target in the issue of peanuts, which is a, a well-documented uh, allergy that kills. Anyway, well the problem with you, Michael, is... The the problem I, do apologize. I do want to apologize to the listeners of News Talk. For offending somebody. For, I, I apologize for creating an environment in which George would be discussing his buttocks on the air. That right. is my fault. I take full responsibility. I do it every Monday at 1.30. <laughs> it's my scrotum rather than my buttocks. But uh, finally, the problem for you is that your entire program has been infiltrated personally by Vladimir Putin. Uh, and the problem with America now is that Hillary would be president today, but for Vladimir Putin infiltrating the American political system. Uh, yeah, and that's, of course, what the people who uh, ran Hillary Clinton's devastatingly awful campaign want you to think because they don't want to take responsibility for themselves. First thing to remember, the only thing Hillary had to do to become president of the United States was beat Donald Trump. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you can't set the bar much lower than yet that, and let she, yet she still managed to fail it. Um, uh, the, uh, Irish examiner has an interesting piece today that kind of lays out what we know and what we don't know. And I give them credit for laying out that we don't know anything for a fact, except for that Russia has had an ongoing, uh, you know, screw with countries, uh, you know, uh, uh, cyber policy for years, for decades. And that back in July, uh, the White House was acknowledging that the Russians were attacking our government. They were attacking records of government workers, the office of, you know, the basically the personnel office. And they uh, they hacked in a bunch of information, personal information on millions of government workers. What did President Obama do? Nothing. This hacking continued through at least November. What did he do? Nothing. Again and again and again, def definitive proof was presented to the president. He did nothing because he was more concerned about his Iran deal, which has already been a fiasco, than he was about protecting Americans. Now, suddenly, after the election's over and after Hillary lost, because I guarantee you if Hillary had won, nobody would be talking about Russia right now. Uh, president Obama announces, oh my gosh, this is a deal. Look, there's a name for the guy who got... Uh, uh, 306 electoral votes. I think that's the right number versus the woman who got 250 and that's called winner. And so that's what <laughs> Donald Trump is. Whether right. I got and I don't, he's right. the okay. I'll, I'll have a singing carols for Christmas next Friday. Okay. Wonderful. Excellent. Just don't make me what, what, by the way, what's the worst Christmas song real quickly? Cause we were talking. No, about you stuff. tell me quick. I, uh, that George Michael, that awful song last Christmas, I gave you my heart. You know, that terrible song. It's no. awful, horrible, unlistenable. Plus no, it's I'm a Bing Crosby man. I, I like Bing too.